feel like giving the devil a black eye today, and I'm not going to let the enemy win because his word says no matter what the weapon is, I win. Amen? No matter what the weapon is, I win. Matthew chapter number 28, verse number, uh, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter number 1, verse number 18. I was probably confusing you. I told you we're going to celebrate Jesus. We're going to celebrate him all month long. Amen? And then we're going to go ahead and celebrate him in January too. Amen? Amen. We're going to celebrate him in January, and then if he tarries longer, we're going to celebrate him in February. Amen. And then we're going to, and then we're going to, and then in March, we're going to start celebrating Easter and his resurrection. And then in April, we're going to continue celebrating his resurrection. And then in May, we're going to just go ahead and celebrate Jesus again. Amen. And when we get tired of that, then we're going to probably in about July or August, we're going to start celebrating Jesus. Amen. And then when we feel like we've accomplished that, Brother Dave, then we're going to begin to celebrate Jesus some more. Amen. And he said that if he would be lifted up, that he would draw all men unto himself. Amen. And so I don't know about you, but I want him to begin to draw people in. I want him to draw my loved ones in. I want him to draw my family to him. Amen. And, and the only way that he can do that is if we lift him up. So I'm just going to go ahead and, and celebrate Jesus all year long. I'm glad that we celebrate a birthday for him. Um, but I just like celebrating Jesus every day, all day. Jesus ever, Jesus always. Amen. Matthew chapter number 1, verse number 18. And you can stay seated for the word this morning. I'm going to read several scriptures. It says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. I'm reading from the New King James just for simplicity this morning. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to put her away as a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary for your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall, give, shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. This morning, I want to preach to you for several minutes. I don't say speak to you this morning because I feel the preacher is in the house this morning. So I want to preach at you this morning and preach to you and preach into your spirit this morning about Emmanuel, God with us for the next few moments. Amen. Will you bow your heads and your hearts and pray with me? Father, in the name of Jesus, I bind every strong man. I bind every distraction. I bind every demon in hell. You said whatsoever things we bind on earth shall be bound in the heavens. And I'm not subject to those things, but they are subject to me because of the authority. I need to win to listen to the sound of power in my voice because I'm a child of the King and I'm anointed with the Holy Ghost this morning. So I declare and demand in the name of Jesus that every spirit be removed from this place that would distract or bind up your word. Lord, we cast it out in the name of Jesus. Your word will have free course and free reign. I call the anointing down that breaks every yoke right now in
in this house. I call down forth fire from heaven. If nobody else will call it, I will call it down right now in the name of Jesus. Because your anointing is the, what breaks the yoke over our life. That it will be shattered, God. And so we call forth that anointing right now. I pray for the ear of the hearer. That they would hear your word, God. And that it would be forever settled in their heart, Lord. And that they would be forever changed from being in this place this morning. God, we need to encounter you. And we encounter you through your word. And so I ask right now that you would give increase to your word in this place this morning. We believe it by faith, God, knowing that you are the source. Knowing that nothing else can stand in your way. God, we're not distracted from seeing you. But we lift our eyes upon the hills from which cometh our help. And I know my help comes from you today, God. And I'm going to give you glory in your precious name, I pray. Amen and amen. I want to talk to you about the God that is with us. Amen. I'm so glad that the scripture was fulfilled, that Jesus was born, and he is called God with us. Amen. Brother Dave, he is God with us. Brother Tim, I need to go this way. He's with us this morning. I'm telling you that my God is with my family. I'm so thankful that he's God with us, my family. I'm so thankful that my children, in Psalms chapter 89, he said, if your children forsake my laws and walk not in my statutes, I'll visit their transgressions with the rod and their iniquity with strife. Nevertheless, my loving kindness will I not utterly take from them, nor suffer my faithfulness to, to fail. I will not, once I have sworn unto my chosen, I will not lie, says the Lord. I'm telling you that I'm thankful that he is the God over my family. He is God with us in this family. And if he is with us in this family, then this family can't be broken. I wish that mamas and grandmas and grandpas would understand that if he is God with us, if he is Emmanuel in my family, then this family cannot be torn apart because what God has joined together will let no man put us under. I mean, I'm telling you that he is God with us in our family life. Uh, and even more than that, uh, he said in Malachi that I'll turn the hearts of the children back to the fathers and the hearts of the fathers back to their children. And so I know that he's a God of restoration. I don't know who I'm talking to in the house this morning, but you need to know that he is God with you. What Your family may be in shambles, but he is Emmanuel in your family. And your family will come back into covenant relationship with the Lord of Lords. He's, he is Emmanuel in our families. He is Emmanuel in this church. You may, you may come in here and wonder sometimes what is going on in this church. Who is with us in this church? There are times when I'm just wondering up here and I'm saying who is with us in this place? Because I can tell that there's somebody here. Everybody I look out, I see your faces and I see you sitting in those pews and, and I see you there. But I'm saying who else is here? Because there's something going on. But I'm telling you that more than anything. I know that the spirit of the living God dwells in this place. And so he is God with us in this church. And so therefore, if he is with us, then that tells me that the healer is in the house today. Amen. He's here to heal Brother Les when he's far away. But he's here to heal Brother Jim while he's here in the house. I'm telling you, he is Emmanuel. He is the healer. He is the provider. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's the one that's going to give us everything that we need in the house. If he is Emmanuel, if the 
scripture was fulfilled, I wish somebody would preach with me in the house. I'm going to break this thing down anyway. I'm going to tell you the weapons formed against me will not prosper. And I'm telling you right now that he is Emmanuel, God with us in this church. He's right here right now. And I'm telling you that he can break everything off of you that you need broken off of you this morning if you'll only begin to let him. If you'll only surrender and say, God, I know that even if I don't feel you, you're here. How do I know? Because you're Emmanuel, God with us. He is with us. Look at your neighbor and say, he's with us. He's God with us as a people. He's God with us as a family. He's God with us as a church. And he's God with us as a people. He is God with us as a people, and I'm telling you as a movement, as a nation, not just as this church, but as the church of Jesus Christ, he is God with us. He is Emmanuel over his people. He is Emmanuel over Christianity as a whole. And if he is Emmanuel over Christianity as a whole, then no civil movement can stop the central message. I'm going to go ahead and say it again so you can write it down if you need to. If he is Emmanuel with his people, then no civil movement will stop the central message and the central message is Christ and him crucified. I don't care what society is doing. I don't care where they pick it. I don't care where they stand up and squeak at. I'm telling you that Jesus is still Jesus. He's still Lord of Lords and King of Kings. This word of God is still right. Holiness is still right before God and everything else is not right before God. And there's no watering it down and there's no there's no making it gray. He laid it out before us and I I'm going to say it one more time just so you can get it. No civil movement can stop the central message. And the central message is Jesus. If he is God with us, then no science can stop the supernatural. I need you to understand that there is no science message that can stop his supernatural. I don't need to be able to explain it. All I know is I need to be able to experience it. There are too many people trying to figure out God. And all I got to tell you this morning is you may not understand the doctrine of the Holy Ghost, you may not understand the doctrine of the supernatural. Man, I wish somebody was preaching with me. You may not understand it, but all you got to do is experience it. I don't need to read the book of Acts chapter 2 to know that there was a rushing mighty wind that came into my life. I don't need to read the book to know that there was a rushing mighty wind that happened on the day of Pentecost because I got the wind blowing in my life right now. You don't have to tell me about a God that's invisible, yet he is because I feel I feel him right now, Brother Dave. I feel him in my spirit right now. I'm telling you, if, if, if he is Emmanuel, God with us as a movement and as a people, then no science can stop the supernatural and no academia can refute the Alpha and the Omega. No schooling can take you away from him. No schooling, I don't care what if evolution and Darwinism and everything else says. When the scripture was fulfilled that Isaiah said, Isaiah quoted it, I believe in the 8th chapter. He said, his name shall be called Emmanuel, which is being interpreted God with us. And when he became God with us, then all of a sudden academics tried to explain him away. Even in the days of Jesus, the Greeks were trying to explain him away. They were trying to put a spin on this on this, on this day this man named Jesus, and I'm telling you, ever since then, even Aristotle and every other philosopher has been trying to, in 
intermingle some spirituality that is false against God. And I'm telling you, since then, and Darwin and all the way down through, and I'm telling you, it takes faith to believe in evolution, but I don't have time to talk about it right now this morning. I'm just telling you that if he is God with his people, then no academics can refute that he is the Alpha and the Omega. And lastly, this, if he is God of his people, then no legislation can stop the Lord of Lords. I don't care what they're talking about on Capitol Hill. I'm not concerned with what's happening in the White House. I'm concerned what's happening in God's house. I'm telling you right now, I, I'm probably the least up-to-date pastor in town. I, you guys have to tell me when something's happened. Matter of fact, in, in Thursday night, I find out what's going on around the world because I just don't pay attention to it. Because i got to be honest with you. I, I, I don't want to be so single-minded that I'm only worried about right here. But the only thing I'm worried about is what God is doing. I'm not concerned with what laws are being, are being passed or not passed because I'm going to tell you in front of you and everybody else I don't even know if we're recording today but no matter what laws they pass I'm going to preach the same way I'm going to preach the same message I'm going to do the same things I'm going to live the same way it's not going to be water I don't care what they're passing I don't know when they do pass if they do pass a bill I'm not going to know it anyway I'm just going to preach anyhow and so I'm telling you why am I going to do that because he's Emmanuel he's God with me and if he's with me then what can be against me if God is for me what can be against me it doesn't matter they may throw they could throw me into the prison like they did Paul and Silas but he was God in the prison he was God on the platform he's God back at the door he's God in the amen corner and he's God all over this floor oh my God he's God and he's God and God don't ever change and I know God is God and he always will be God amen hallelujah I'm, 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 I'm telling you I'm excited about him this morning why because he's God with us He's God with us. And more than that, you got to put it personal. He's God with me. He's God with you. You see, he's God over the family, and he's God over the church, and he's God over the people, but he's also God over you. He's your God. He's a personal Savior. He became personal with you. And I've got to ask you today, have you become personal with him? Have you let him get personal with you? Have you let them get into the deep, dark places of your heart? There's a song that the kids do a drama to that says that, uh, what, what's it say? It says, uh, go inside my heart and find if there's anything unpure. I'm paraphrasing because I've forgotten the lyrics of it. I'm still stuck on God on the platform. I can't help it. Um, but I'm telling you that, that, that there's a song that, that they're saying, God, if there's and strip away everything and begin to look inside of me and see if there's anything displeasing to you. Like David said, I just want to be after you, God. Would you search me, O oh Lord? Try me, search me, to see if there be anything in me that is not pleasing to you. Because I want to be personal with you. And I want you to be personal with me. I'm glad that you are God with your people. I'm glad that you are God with us. But I need you to be God with me. I wish somebody in this place would lift your hands this morning and say, God, be God with me. I don't know, I don't know what you're doing for the movement. I don't know what you're doing for the church. I know you're doing things in my family. But right now. I need you to touch me. If there's anybody that just wants a touch from heaven, I wish you'd just lift your hands and say, Emmanuel, be God with me. Be God with me. Be God with me. He's God with me. 
The scripture says he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He said it in Deuteronomy. And then he said it again in Hebrews. He will never leave you nor forsake you. The, the book of Psalms chapter 46 says he's an ever-present help in a time of struggle, in a time of trouble, in a time of need. He's an ever-present help. How is he ever-present? Because he's omnipresent. He's with you always, even unto the ends of the earth, ages, and even into the ends of the earth. He's with you always. I need to remind somebody that whatever you're going through, you're not going through it alone because he's God with you. He's God with me. He's God with us. And I'm telling you, he's a personal God. He cares about you. Whatever you're facing today, he cares about you. He is God with us. I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the scripture that was being fulfilled by this scripture in Matthew. We're reading in Matthew. Uh, can you get me a drink, Sister Abby? Can you get me a drink? Um, the, we're reading in Matthew where it says, so all this was done in verse number 22, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. They're quoting a scripture. And I feel like so oftentimes at Christmas season, we quote it from the New Testament, but we fail to go back and look at what he was saying in Isaiah when he was talking about it. And so I want to turn for just, a, and this is my last point today, I'm not going to keep you long, but I want to turn to Isaiah chapter number 7, and I want to begin to look at that. And we're going to kind of look over chapter 7, 8, and 9, because there's something that you need to understand and see here. You can't speak of Emmanuel without without reflecting and looking upon four names that is given and as uh, pertaining to the Son of God. We talk about Emmanuel in the scripture being fulfilled, but there are four names that were given to the sons of Isaiah in these, in these chapters here that have significant meaning, prophetic names that were given, and they are all names representative of a Christ, a Messiah that was to come. And so as you begin to look at it, Isaiah had four sons, four children that were that were given birth. They can't confirm that they're all his sons. I lean to believe that they are all the sons of Isaiah. Um, but some of them it says they are. Some of them it says that it was just a child born. But in, in chapter number 8, in verse number 18, I'm going to go ahead and read it just so it's clear. It says, here am I and the children that the Lord has given me. We are for signs and wonders in Israel. And so he's saying that the children that God has given him are for signs in Israel. And one of those children we know is quoted in Matthew chapter number 1 uh, is the, the Emmanuel, God with us. But I want to begin reading at verse, verse number 1 of chapter number 7. For just a moment, I'm going to take you through this really fast. But it says, now it came to pass in the days of Ahaz, the son of Jotham, that the son of Uzziah, that the king of Judah, that Rezin, king of Syria, and Pekah, the son of Ramaliah, king of Israel, went up to Jerusalem to make war against it, but could not prevail against it. Amen. I'm so glad that the enemy does not prevail against God's people. I'm not going to stay there. And it was told to the house of David, saying, Syria's forces are deployed in Ephraim. And so his heart and the heart of his people are moved as the trees of the woods are moved with the wind. 
And then the Lord said to Isaiah, and so there's a threatening that's coming against uh, uh, coming against Ahaz. And so the Lord says to Isaiah, go now to meet Ahaz, you and Cher Jezum, your son. That's the first name. Cher Jezum. I'm probably mispronouncing it. I had them all last night. It doesn't matter. Cher Jezum, your son. At the end of the aqueduct at the super uh, of the upper pool on the highway to the fuller's field. And say unto him. Now see, Isaiah took his son to go meet with the king. I, that wasn't customary. He didn't need to do that. But God said, take your son because your son is symbolic. The name of your son means something that is important to the people and it's important to the king. And so he said, take your son, Shir Jeshub, with you and go talk to the king. And he said, hear the king, take heed and be quiet. Do not fear or be faint of heart for these two stubs of smoking firebrands for the fierce anger of Rezin and Syria and the son of Ramalia because Syria, Ephraim, and the sons of Ramalia have plotted evil against you, saying, let us go up against Judah and trouble it and make a gap in its wall for ourselves and set king over them, the son of Tabal. Uh, thus says the Lord, listen, it, this is the prophecy, it shall not stand nor it come to pass, for the head of Syria is Damascus and the head of Damascus is risen and within 65 years Ephraim will be broken down. And the Lord had spoken, don't worry about what they are saying. Don't worry about what's coming against you. We were just talking about Emmanuel, and we're going to get to him in a minute. But just for a second, I want to talk to you uh, about Sheer Jessup. His name means a remnant shall return. I'm telling you that that name means a remnant shall return, and you can use it twofold, but I'm telling you it was a precursor. It was a prophecy of Jesus that was coming, of Emmanuel that was God with us coming our way. And he's saying a, a remnant shall return unto him. You know, Jesus in his earthly ministry did not have the masses follow him. He had the remnant with him. And I still believe that's true today. And I'm so thankful that he is the God of the remnant. And I'm so thankful this morning that I'm a part of the remnant. How about you? He said, Sheer Jessup, a remnant shall return. And then you go down in the scripture, and he said, the Lord asked it. He said, uh, the Lord spoke again and said, ask for a sign for yourself of the Lord, either in the depths or in the height. And Ahaz says, I will not ask nor tempt the Lord. Then he said, this is the Lord again. He says, hear now, O house of David, is it a small thing for you to weary men? But will you weary my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. He said, ask for a sign. And the, the king said, no, I'm not going to trouble God for a sign. The king did not want to listen to what Isaiah was saying. He wanted to get into partnership with these men coming against him. But Isaiah said, stand up, stand firm, stand the ground that you're standing. You need to know this about the story, that Isaiah was going to a king who wanted to go and, and join forces with the enemy. But Isaiah was saying, stand up, stand alone. Don't even get a hold of Assyria and try and get some help in the matter. God said he's going to fight your battle for you. And he said only a remnant shall return. And I believe in that time that he was talking about the remnant of Ephraim and the remnant of Syria, he was going to smote a bunch of them and only a remnant was going to be left behind. And so they were going to go. And then he says this, he says, I'll give you another sign. You don't 
You didn't ask for a sign, but I'm going to go ahead and give you a sign. He said, behold, the Lord will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel. And the curds and honey will he eat, and he will know to refuse evil and choose good. For the child before, uh, for before the child shall know to refuse evil and, uh, and choose good, the land that you dread will be forsaken by both her kings. And so the Lord was saying, if God be with you, there was another son that was born, and his name was prophetical because his name was called Emmanuel, God with us. If you'll just trust him, he'll give you a sign. What is a sign? He said, I will be with you even unto the ends of the age. And then it goes on down a little bit farther. And in, in chapter number 8, it says, Moreover, the Lord said to me, Take a large scroll and write it down with man's pen concerning, uh, this one's really hard, Meher uh, Shalal Kashbaz. And I will take for myself faithful witness to record Uriah the priest and Zechariah the son of uh, whatever his name is. And then I went to the prophet uh, to the prophetess, and she conceived and bore a son. And so Isaiah is talking about his woman. He went to the prophetess, and she conceived and bore a son. And the Lord said to me, "Call his name Meher Shalal Kashbaz, uh, for the, before this child shall the knowledge cry." Uh, Shall knowledge to cry, my father and my mother, the riches of Damascus and the spoil of Samaria shall be taken away from the king of Assyria. And so your question today is what does May Meher Shalal Hashbaz mean? And it says he has made haste to plunder. What am I telling you? I'm telling you that this is the third prophetic name that was given to Jesus in these scriptures, and it was it was a name that was a, pre, a, a, a prophetic look at what Jesus was going to do, and what he was going to do was he's going to make haste to make the enemy be ready to plunder. You'll get it later. I'm going to go there in a minute. i got to get through this. Chapter number 9, it says, and we'll get back, but chapter number 9 says, uh, it goes on verse number 3. It says, you have multiplied the nations and increased the joy, and the jo they rejoice before you according to the joy of the harvest. And as men rejoice, they divide the spoil. For you have broken the yoke of his burden, praise the name of the Lord, and the, the staff of his shoulder, and the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. For every warrior's sandal from the noisy battle and the garments rolled in blood will be used for burning and fuel of the fire. And then verse number 6 says this, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called, and I'm going to stop right there, because for whatever reason, the translators of the Bible said that's too hard of a name. But I'm going to go ahead and read it to you, like it was in the Hebrew, because every other name so far, Emmanuel, uh, Shir Jashbah, and, and Meher Shalal, Hashbaz, have all been in the Hebrew, so you need to hear this, that the name that he was supposed to be given was Pelel Joez El Gibor Abi Absar Shalom. And what that is translated is, is wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, in the increase of his government and in peace there will be no end upon the throne of David and over the kingdom to order it and establish it and with justice and judgment that the time forward even forevermore the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. And so the fourth name of God was wonderful, counselor, everlasting father, mighty king, prince of peace. What am I telling you? We got to bring it all together this morning. And I'm closing with this. I'm telling you that he's the God of the remnant that will be with him. 
He is God with us. He is God that sends the enemy fleeing. I told you I'd get back to that third one. He said that that third name meant make haste and blunder. And what that means is Jesus is the God who will make the enemy make haste and send him fleeing. I'm telling you that Emmanuel, that is God with us, is also the God that sends your enemies running. Somebody needs to hear it in the house today. And the same God that is the God with us is the God of the remnant. And the same God that is the God with us is the the God that is the wonderful counselor and mighty God and everlasting father and blessed prince of peace. Will you stand to your feet with me and give honor to the king of kings and lord of lords to this wonderful counselor. I don't do no patty cake praise. I'm telling you lift your voice. Lift your hands. Praise ye the Lord in the house. I'm telling you clap your hands all ye people and shout out to God with the voice of triumph. He's the mighty counselor. He's mighty king. He's wonderful counselor. He's everlasting father. And he's prince of my peace. If you ain't got no peace in the house today, if you just praise him, he'd be the prince of your peace in this place. I wish you'd just lift your voice and shout hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah to your name, Jesus, your wonderful counselor. Oh, your mighty God, your everlasting father, and your prince of peace, this same God who was given the name Emmanuel, God with us, is the same God that will send the enemy fleeing. He was given the name Marishalau, Hashbaz, saying the enemy is ripe for plunder because the Lord has sent him running. I'm reminded of Sennacherib, the evil Assyrian, when he came against the children of Israel, and, and the Hezekiah put the a letter on the altar and he said Lord I can't deal with these people there's 185,000 men that are surrounding me and I don't know what to do I believe that the Lord said remember Isaiah your prophet he was, he was the same prophet and he said he gave me a name God, he gave me a name and that name was Mayor Shalal Hashbaz and that name means I send the enemy running so that I can plunder them and in the middle of the night the angel of the Lord came through and with one swoop devoured 185,000 of Sennacherib's men. Why? Because if he's God with us, then he sends the enemy fleeing. If he's God with us, then he's mighty counselor. If he's God with us, then he's everlasting father. If he's God with us, then he's prince of peace. He's mighty God. Amen. And I'm so thankful that this is the God that we serve in this house, that he's God with us in our family, that he's God with us in our church, that he's God with us in, as a people, and he's God with me personally, and he's got more than just God with me as a name. He is almighty God. He is El Shaddai. He is wonderful counselor. He is the spoiler of the enemy. He is the one who is for us. He is the remnant, the God of the remnant of people. He's my God today. And I wonder, is he your God today? As we celebrate him, as we celebrate Jesus, as we continue to talk about his name and as, as we continue to talk about his birth and his immaculate conception and the things that are so miraculous in his life, he's the God of miracles. He's our God. 
I need you to understand that we are a little corner, a little dot on a map. If we are a little speck on the dot on the map here at, at Awakening Church of God in Springfield, Missouri, but I'm telling you, we serve a God who said this whole earth is his footstool. I need you to understand that we may be small. You may be small, but your God is not small. He is the maker of heaven. He was the one. He's the star-breathing God. He spoke and the earth was formed. He spoke and the heavens was formed. He spoke life into you. He breathed life into you. He's the creator of all things, and he cares about you enough that he said, I need to go be with my people. He's our God. Is he your God today? Is he your God today? For you alone be glorified. Emmanuel. 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 Everybody, if you will, just close your eyes and just lift your hands in this house.